Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. Department of Corrections Written by Bob Ramsey My favorite cartoon shows two European intellectuals, berets, cigarettes, at a sidewalk cafe. One says to the other, Do you not be happy with me as the translator of the books of you? The joke, of course, is that no one would ever hire this man to translate their book. But the tragic joke is that it isn't a joke anymore. Some British universities are now challenging the status quo for correct grammar and spelling in order not to be homogeneous North European white male elite. On Monday, the Times of London reported that these institutes of higher learning are adopting inclusive assessments in order to reduce dropout rates among students from poor backgrounds and to narrow the attainment gap between white and black, Asian and minority ethnic students. Among them is Hull University, which is committed to decolonizing curricula. Reading its dense nonsense, I felt a bit like George Orwell reading the proofs of 1984 and wondering if its central idea of newspeak, that is, the abuse of language for political purposes, would ever last beyond 1949 when it was written. I needn't have worried. Because the downside of abandoning grammar and spelling is not to risk making things worse that require precision, like flight paths and medical charts, muddled and confusing. Much worse, it's to celebrate the creation of mushy meaning. Hull claims that its new newspeak will encourage students to develop a more authentic academic voice, a voice that can communicate complex ideas with rigor and integrity. Excuse me? How is it possible to communicate complex ideas with rigor and integrity when precision and clarity are banned? Even by the rubbery definitions spelled out here, how can authentic nuzzle up to academic when they now mean completely different things? This howler of British bonkiness would be laughable in the way that some hospitals last month issued guidelines to stop calling mothers mothers and call them birth parents instead. Except for two things. The first is, the virus is spreading. The University of the Arts, London, told its staff to actively accept spelling, grammar, or other language mistakes that do not significantly impede communication, unless the brief states that formally accurate language is a requirement. Perhaps the writer forgot that the very things, and often the only things, that significantly impede communication are spelling, grammar, and other language mistakes. And needing to be told that formally accurate language is a requirement on your resume, your grant application letter, or your bail hearing plea assumes that you not only know the difference, but can write differently to make a difference. But the truly scary part of equating clarity with elitism is that it isn't just a few outlier institutions advocating for bad grammar. 
They are simply following the British government's guidelines. The first comes from its Quality Assurance Agency, who, in the name of championing UK higher education's world-leading reputation for quality, incorporated these ideas into its latest code of practice. The second is from the Office of the Independent Adjudicator, which relieves professors from having to assess a student's ability to communicate on a case-by-case basis. This helpful video is also provided so we can understand the reasoning behind the drive to equity of opportunity. Yet even here, the real reason goes unspoken. Racism. Which is what prompted one reader of the Times piece on Hull University's shift from advocating diversity to celebrating illiteracy to write in the comment section, What a racist statement made by Hull. They are implying that non-white people cannot spell or use correct grammar. And on that point, on the weekend I was reading the proofs for my upcoming memoir. An editor pointed out that I should replace the word exotic because it is frowned upon for being imperialist. Well, yes, in some cases, like people or place, but not in the context I meant, which was dancer. Which goes to show that language is a tricky thing. Having a commonly accepted set of rules and using it makes for the safe navigation of ideas. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com.